How to Create a Glitch Monologue Season 34 Chapter 2 This is Season 34 of How to Create a Glitch in the Matrix Monologues Episode 2. In this episode, we will be talking about what comprises the tone of written or spoken language. To start off, language, meaning, is an expressed form of one's consensual and non-consensuality. One's consensuality is a field of affirmational impulse. One's non-consensuality a particulate of inhibition. In any expressed language, one's tone is comprised of these two qualities of one's expectation field. To the extent that one's consensuality is narrow, one's non-consensuality will be wide, and vice versa. How does this manifest? When one's consensuality represents a narrowed space, there are limited expectations of the other which will be affirmed. Which is to say that the pathway into the other's consensuality is a narrow one. One has to act in a certain way or one will be judged, and a limit placed upon one's entrance into the other's consensuality. But when one's consensuality is narrowed, this entails a wide berth of impulses which will be inhibited by the other. Which is to say that the inhibitory field, the space which comprises an inhibitory response to the other's impulses, will be expansive. Having a narrow field of consensuality at the limit of one's expectation field represents a focusing of one's expectations of the other. Meaning, that the greater the range of inhibition, the narrower the field of affirmation. Now, what is a narrowed consensuality? It could be characterized by the phrasing, having strong boundaries, take it or leave it. This represents a kind of non-contingency, which is to say, that a narrowed consensuality is particulate, suppositional, focused. A broad consensuality at the limits of one's expectation field is undulating, wave-like, contingent, it permits a wider swath of expectations into it, affirming them. The red lines of a consensuality, the limits of our speech and action, represent again the focusing of one's consensuality, the broadening of one's inhibitory responses. In effect, negation as a quantity can be inversely associated with the amplitude of a wave. Affirmation as a quantity associated with its volume. The focusing of a consensuality is associated with a limited amplitude. Its broadening associated with a greater amplitude or period. Now, such quantities are reflected in the manner of expression as well. When one has strong feelings about things, one way or the other, and acts upon them, it represents a focusing of one's consensuality. When one has weaker emotions, there is more contingency to one's expectation field, larger consensuality. These qualities can be measured even in the form of electronic communications. A take-it-or-leave-it attitude produces a tone, which is characterized by limited attention, that is attention which occurs in short bursts. A wider consensuality produces a tone, which is characterized by longer periods of focus, longer waves. A tonal interface is a manifestation of these qualities, the extent to which an expression can affirm or negate the experiences of others. If you imagine a person's attention as a continuous stream, the breaking of that attention, the outs in your behavior, represents a narrowing of your consensuality. Let me give you an example. Suppose you are sitting with a group of friends in a room. Suppose you need to have a cigarette. At the point at which this impulse becomes active, the expectations that you will affirm become limited, 
to those which are consistent with smoking a cigarette. In other words, as you go outside, if someone wants to spatially maintain their contact with you, they will have to go outside too, to the specific geographic location where you will smoke that cigarette. Now, giving in to any impulse represents your non-consensuality. That is, it represents a break in your consensual behavior. Thus, if we imagine that a smoking habit possesses an impact on your attention, we can see that it narrows your consensuality every, say, 30 minutes. This narrowing of your consensuality alters the flow of your attention. In other words, the impulses we affirm for ourselves alter the flow of our attention and the narrowing or broadening of our consensuality. Let's say we're not talking about smoking a cigarette, but using the washroom. Let's say you have to use the washroom every two hours. Thus, the expectations that you are prepared to affirm during the expression of that impulse are significantly narrowed until it is executed. Thus, the bodily rhythms don't just represent the cycle of our consensuality to our non-consensuality, they also represent in the impulses of their expression, a narrowing of our consensual field. If one had access to the attention data of every iPhone, one could compute, in a meaningful way, according to the attention of each action, its amplitude and wavelength the tone of the expression which constitutes its communication. That's the end of the podcast for today. If you enjoyed it, please like, comment and subscribe.